Midnight Facts for Insomniacs. <laughs> I just learned something. Oh, I'm having fun now. It's Tracy Beans with a Z. Sounds like a Sopranos character. Have you heard the latest from Tracy Beans? She gets her info from Joey Denos. <laughs> Who gets his info from Jimmy the Squirrel. With a Z. Jimmy the, the Squirrels. The Squirrel. Wouldn't that be squirrels? Jimmy the Squirrel. No, the Squirrel. <laughs> squirrel. Got it. All right, Duncan. Yo! This is episode 52. It should be if we go in order, which that maybe it won't be. <laughs> We're not very good at order. I trust us. Not at all. Go in order. <laughs> but if things go as planned, as mentioned last time because of the break. Right where you were sick, we did run through a lot of our backlog. So now we are kind of going in order. I think this will have to be number 52. That's one year. It's actually probably a little more. I think we've axed a couple episodes that we did in the past. And so yeah. it's been like a year and a month, maybe. Yeah. I know there are at least three on our website that we didn't use. Yeah. We took out. There's so, a yeah. few on the website. And then there's a couple that we just got rid of. We took a vote. There was a <laughs> consensus of two that those ones didn't need to exist no one needed to hear them <laughs> they all Ever. all record has been expunged you can't prove anything nope so one year that's a big deal for us that's a yeah. big milestone no doubt dude we freaking made it and we earned that we've gotten great responses and we've had a lot of fun doing it and i think we plan to keep moving forward we do still need people to show their enthusiasm we do still need you to tell your friends and rate and review those are the main things that keep us going Yep. And this being our one year anniversary episode, I decided to use one that I kind of did a real deep dive on. This might be sort of a longer episode than normal. Do tell. Hit me. Also, I think this one's kind of important right now. Okay. This is something that is genuinely concerning to me. Huh. This is QAnon. Oh, Jesus. These people. Okay. It feels crazy that I'm saying this, but we actually have a dangerous active cult in America that is going mainstream. Yeah. And genuinely undermining the foundations of our democracy. I hate being uh, alarmist. Yeah, but they're already, aren't they in like some Congress and Senate seats? Yes, we're watching this happen in real time. There is Sidney Powell, who is a lawyer for the president, and she is a straight up conspiracy nut. She was the lawyer for Michael Flynn, who is a retired general. He was pardoned by Donald Trump and is an active QAnon supporter very vocal. He and his family did the QAnon oath. These are educated people who are not stupid. They're crazy. And that's scary. When you have yeah. smart, crazy people, that's when I get really nervous. Because the dummies we've dealt with for a long time, and those can be pushed aside. Right. I don't fear dummies. I fear dummies with guns, but otherwise... Touche. <laughs> I mean, you know, you get enough dummies in a room and enough guns, that's called a militia. Good point. But yeah, definitely more frightening are the intelligent crazies, like the people who hold on to their insanity just tight enough to be able to rise real far in ranks. Dummies are the powder keg. Right. And the intelligent crazies are the spark. Right. They're the ones that go out and actively organize these people and then set them loose. Right. So first we're going to define what QAnon is, and then we'll explain how it developed and why the internet is trash. Okay. So not a lot there. Should be relatively brief. So Q refers to Q-level clearance, which is basically just a high level of security clearance within the United States government. Hmm. The person or people behind, quote, Q-drops, the cryptic posts that supposedly contain all of the information about the conspiracy, this person or people claims to be a government insider with Q-level clearance. I see. Has anyone 
like checked that Q level clearance is an actual thing? It is. Oh, it is. Okay, sweet. So I just, you know, fact checking along the way. Yes. So Q level clearance is an actual thing. It doesn't necessarily have to do with top secret military information. It's just a level of clearance Got in it. the government. Okay, so let's get into the actual beliefs, and then we'll go into sort of the backstory of it. Do tell. So QAnon supporters believe that Hillary Clinton, along with other high-ranking Democrats and Hollywood elites, are members of a cabal of satanic pedophiles controlling the highest levels of the United States government and managing a worldwide sex trafficking organization. That's amazing. Managing a worldwide sex trafficking organization while controlling the highest levels of the United States. That's a busy week. Dude, you've got nothing in your planner. You're like, fuck a kid, drink blood, uh, start a war in a foreign country. What Type A like? personalities. Seriously. These are overachievers. Oof. I'm not endorsing satanic pedophilia, but you got to admire the work ethic. I mean, if your kid is starting to show signs, clearly get them to the therapy, but also try and instill in them, like, keep that work ethic, though. Like, get rid of the crazy, but go to Harvard. That is hustle. That is. I, I don't have that. I have zero responsibilities. And I haven't trafficked one child. I, I mean, haven't. The week's not over. I could still. <laughs> just keep the hope alive. According to many members of the QAnon conspiracy, one of the goals of the Satan-worshipping Democrats is to harvest a substance called adrenochrome. God. This is an adrenaline-like hormone that is supposedly secreted by children when they are tortured. Mm. It's very similar to the idea of steam from Stephen King's Dr. Sleep. Right. Not only are these people dumbass brainwashed cult followers, they are also plagiarists. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't quite think up or think past Stephen King. The easiest way to get crazies on board is to say they're coming for your kids. Oh, yeah. Because everyone fears for their children. The biggest protective instinct we have is for our offspring. Even hardcore criminals in prison, if they find out you're a pedophile, that's your ass. Yeah. So, yeah. Literally. literally yep. And probably the rest of you. But, mm. yeah. So, as mentioned, Q conspiracy theorists are convinced that these cannibalistic, Satan-worshipping pedophiles have infiltrated the United States government, in particular the intelligence agencies, and have been pulling the strings of power behind the scenes for years. This is referred to as the deep state. Also, according to QAnon, Donald Trump is the only man capable of standing up to the deep state. Well, you had me right up until then. He was chosen by the American military because he's an outsider and not part of what they refer to as, quote, the swamp. So they believe Trump is going to bring about the Great Awakening, an epiphany of the masses, which will eventually culminate in the storm, which is when the cabal will be exposed, the deep state will be overthrown, and apparently the more than 80 million Americans who voted against Donald Trump will be hauled off to prison. Uh, okay. That would be a big-ass prison. Seriously. They usually reference Guantanamo Bay as the prison that they would take all the Trump opponents to, mm. which I don't think they've, that would be insufficient. I was going to say, I don't think they've really researched Guantanamo Bay. It's not the largest complex ever. These people also believe that Robert Mueller was not actually investigating Trump's misdeeds, but rather was working with him to expose the deep state. That's an interesting rewrite of history. And they still believe this, which begs the question... How do they explain the fact that the Mueller report didn't result in the storm? <laughs> or sort of resulted in the impeachment of said president? Yeah. Well, what they did is they just changed the narrative. Uh. So they will never admit that they're wrong. And the reason, and we've talked about this before, is that you can't prove a conspiracy doesn't exist. 
Right. You can prove one does exist. You can show evidence and bring charges and put people in jail. But it's almost impossible to prove that something isn't real. Yeah, you can't prove, you can't disprove a negative. I can't prove there's no Bigfoot. <laughs> I can prove that a bunch of supposed big feet were hoaxes. Right. But that doesn't mean anything. Right. Unless you can show data that you've scoured literally every crevice and forest. But there could be big feet on the moon. There could be an entire footlocker of big feet on the moon. <laughs> so you can't argue with crazy and you also can't argue with five-year-olds. Like as soon as you get into an awe with someone, you're just like, all right, well, this is over. Yeah. Which is why conspiracy theorists will never accept proof that something doesn't exist. They will just incorporate conflicting evidence into the conspiracy. Usually, they'll find a way to believe that the new evidence actually supports their theory. But the equation does change a little bit when the entire foundation of the conspiracy is being publicly undermined. Q said, very specifically, that Donald Trump was going to win the 2020 election. Hmm. Many Q supporters believed it would be a 50-state sweep. Wow. This is the equivalent of Jehovah's Witnesses. <laughs> Do you remember from our apocalypse episode yeah. jehovah's witnesses have predicted that judgment day would arrive in 1877 1891 1904 1916 1917 1920 1922 1935 it goes on right and this is this is where we came up with never set a date this is right. the hard and fast rule of apocalypse i'm sure there were a lot of awkward day after conversations <laughs> everyone avoiding eye contact and so uh what what are we doing today? I I didn't have any plans. Probably probably shouldn't have done all that heroin and had sex with my sister, but <laughs> the world was ending. What you, I mean, what was I supposed to do? My buddy was out of town. We were supposed to go over these underwater falls and steal this beard, and it was weird. But he wasn't there. Yeah, that's the danger of our doomsday heroin pact. Yeah. What if we do the heroin and the world doesn't end? Yeah. What if they blow up the comet? We're like ah. The fuck. asteroid just burns up in the atmosphere. Or it only takes out Antarctica or whatever. <laughs> now we're just heroin addicts on an underwater waterfall. <laughs> How do they justify that? They're just like, yeah, in retrospect, might have been a good idea to listen to the scientists and 99.9% .9 of the world population instead of these three dudes. I mean, you'd think that, but according to you and according to history, that is not the case. Yeah. People just find new money to put back in their savings account they liquidated. And uh, yeah. Yeah, roll they, through. They always just came up with an explanation. The dates were misinterpreted. God changed his mind. <laughs> Whatever. And yeah, the cults would lose a few members, but there are always more suckers in the world looking for answers. Mm -hmm. So QAnon is currently in that anti-climax stage of crisis, a literal anti-climax. The climax was supposed to be the Trump victory, which would coincide with the storm. But the thing that was the foundation of their conspiracy, the thing that was 100% supposed to happen, didn't. Yeah. And this is a tough one. They've been able to explain away all their failures so far. Hillary Clinton isn't in jail. The storm hasn't come. The cannibal Luciferian pedophiles haven't been arrested. And in fact, the very first Q drop was a prediction that didn't come to pass. Of course it was. Here's the text of the first ever Q drop on 4chan from October 28th, 2017. Quote, Hillary Clinton will be arrested between 7.45 a.m. and 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time on Monday. The morning on October 30th, 2017. HRC extradition already in motion. Effective yesterday with several countries in case of cross-border run. Blah, blah, blah. It just keeps fucking going. So this movement has been immune to truth from the get-go. I have to laugh because it's just like, what, what, what do you do then? I mean, so we just sort of sit here and twiddle our thumbs and just let people be crazy. And it's like, hey, 
podcast about it. <laughs> what else can we do? But now their savior, the guy who plays supposedly plays four-dimensional chess and has an answer for everything, he's getting evicted from the White House. That's a thing they say, by the way, that Donald Trump is a genius. We couldn't understand. He's playing four-dimensional chess. Jesus. Okay. That's crazier than the Luciferian pedophile thing. Uh, given the way he eats, acts, and generally comports himself, I, I yeah, I, I can't see four-dimensional chess in his... I can't see chess in his future. I can't see two-dimensional chess. I can't see tic-tac-toe. No, I'm with you. I, I mean, I would be impressed with checkers. He honestly. wouldn't beat that chicken. The chicken that played tic-tac-toe? <laughs> There's no way Donald Trump beats the chicken in tic-tac-toe. Uh, yeah, I, I'm definitely betting on the chicken. So how did QAnon become a phenomenon? It all starts with a sexting scandal and a little internet cesspool called 4chan. Hmm. 4chan is an anonymous internet bulletin board, a throwback to the low-tech BBSs of the 90s. It's mostly porn, racism, flame wars, random memes, doxing, and plenty of conspiracy theories. I see. It's the internet personified. Gotcha. And every once in a while, you get someone claiming to be a high-level government operative. Which is where you would go to yeah. release your information is this it, random corner of the internet. That's where I would go if I had sensitive government information. Duh. I would release top secret government reports between images of a racist cartoon frog and a bunch of underage tentacle porn. Sounds legit. Yeah. The tentacles aren't underage, to clarify. <laughs> I was worried for those poor <laughs> octopus aliens. And that's another amazing thing. QAnon depicts the movement as a crusade against pedophilia. They've really tried to pivot lately to a new tagline, which is Save the Children which unfortunately is conflicting with an actual group that has saved the children pretty fucked up because they're basically hijacking an actual movement that helps. Right. But the forums where you'll find these Q-drops are notorious hotbeds of child porn. Oh, no. So the idea of a government insider who is anonymously leaking top secret information on internet message boards has a long and storied history. There was FBI Anon, who is supposedly dropping bureau secrets. There was HLI Anon, high-level insider, that famously claimed Princess Diana was killed because she had been working to prevent the 9-11 terrorist attacks. That sounds one of, legit. One of my favorites. It's, yeah, that's good. Princess Diana was about to go full SEAL Team 6 on Osama bin Laden, but she was taken out by the paparazzi. I say Osama, duck and cover. Your ass is mine. So this isn't a new thing. No. And there have always been YouTubers and online commentators dissecting these types of conspiracy theories mm. with varying degrees of popular success. One of those is Tracy Diaz, an aspiring YouTuber with a moderately popular conspiracy channel who goes by the name Tracy Beans with a Z. Of course. If anyone is delivering credible information, it's Tracy Beans with a Z. Sounds like a Sopranos character. Have you heard the latest from Tracy Beans? She gets her info from Joey Denos. Who gets his info from Jimmy the Squirrel. With a Z. <laughs> Jimmy the, the Squirrels. The Squirrel. Wouldn't that be the Squirrels? Jimmy the Squirrel. Oh, the Squirrel. The Squirrel. Got it. So Tracy had gained some traction pushing the now infamous Pizzagate theory. If, oh, God, I have heard of this. If you're not familiar with Pizzagate, here's a quick breakdown. Take a deep breath because this gets pretty convoluted. <sighs> Right. During the 2016 presidential campaign, one of Hillary Clinton's staff members, Huma Abedin, was married to a Democratic congressman named Anthony Weiner. Weiner was exposed as a cheater. He had been texting other women pictures of his... It's... That's too easy. 
Yeah. And that <laughs> low hanging fruit doesn't begin to describe it. That's <laughs> rotting fruit underneath the foot. It was he was texting his low hanging fruit. Yes. It's an amazing story. Wiener was posing as a man named Carlos Danger <laughs> and originally texting with a woman named Sydney Leathers. Good that Lord. Is BDSM AF. Seriously. Carlos Danger and Sydney Leathers are definitely having some rough adventurous sex. I mean, one would hope if it's really vanilla and only involves like the occasional smacking of the ass, that's how disappointing would that seriously. be? Seriously. Dangers? Get out of here. If I have sex with a woman named Sydney Leathers and Carlos Danger is involved, I want to be scared. Seriously, I I, I I want to believe the safe word will probably not be respected. Yeah. Yeah. There's no safe word. Nothing. <laughs> safe word. Carlos Danger Wiener. <laughs> Danger is his middle name. Danger Wiener. <laughs> Danger Wiener. <laughs> the worst superhero ever. Danger Wiener. Danger Wiener. So after he got caught, he resigned from Congress. And then he tr promptly tried to get back into politics and promptly was caught sexting more women including a 15-year-old girl. Whoops. Since his latest sexting target was underage, a criminal investigation was initiated, and various laptops were seized, including one that contained literally hundreds of thousands of emails between his wife, Huma Abedin, and Hillary Clinton. Mm. This led to the giant fiasco that was Hillary Clinton's emails, otherwise known as the rallying cry, but her emails, <laughs> and the insistence that Hillary Clinton should be locked up for the crime of utilizing correspondence <laughs> utilizing correspondence you emailed therefore jail yeah the complaint was that she was using a home server to supposedly send confidential emails which most of them really weren't there was nothing major in those emails but if you ask the average QAnon believer about her emails they genuinely believe it was some massive scheme and that the content of her emails were the issue rather than the mere fact of their existence which hmm. it really just was the fact that she had these emails and wasn't properly securing them they felt Right. So she violated a sort of semi-minor... It was potentially slightly bad judgment over a small procedural issue. Gotcha. That led to nothing. She hadn't released any state secrets. There was nothing in the emails. It was what Donald Trump likes to call a witch hunt. Mm. It was all fucking ridiculous. And we're not going to get into all of it. But Anthony Carlos Danger Wiener and his courting of an underage girl was actually the beginning of this whole child sex trafficking claim. And then the wheels were in motion. It all went completely off the rails when Russia managed to hack a bunch of email accounts that belonged to various members of the Democratic National Committee, including Bill Clinton's former chief of staff, John Podesta. Hmm. Still with me? Sure. Although I don't know who some of these people are because I don't pay attention. Yes, trust me. Okay. One of the emails they acquired was between John Podesta and a Democratic supporter named James Alafantis, who happened to be owner of the Comet Ping Pong Pizzeria in Washington, D.C., where the Democrats were planning on holding some fundraising activities. Uh, not seeing the danger wiener yet. Russia leaked the emails to WikiLeaks. WikiLeaks released these emails publicly, and this inspired a conspiracy theorist on 4chan to theorize that the emails, which included the word pizza numerous times, were clearly referencing child sex trafficking. Instead of pizza at a pizzeria. Because the first letters of cheese pizza are CP, same letters as child pornography. That's a reach. Which in turn meant that there were sex slave children locked in the basement of a pizza restaurant. Oh, fucking what? CP, by the way, also the first letters in the words child prodigy. 
it would be just as reasonable to assume that there were children in the basement of that restaurant who were playing piano and solving math problems way above their grade level. Uh, also, circuitous perpetuity or chilling Parthenon or... Uh, cats pondering. Maybe, maybe there's some tabbies down there with a lot on their minds. I mean, really. Some cats got shit to think about. The point is, it's fucking moronic. Yeah. It's chaos. Just the idea that he kept saying cheese pizza, so obviously, sex with kids. And you keep them in the basement of a pizzeria, obviously, because no one ever goes into the basement of a pizzeria. Which, by the way, didn't exist. Oh, awesome. There is no basement in this pizzeria. <laughs> but incredibly, online whack jobs were taking this shit seriously, and it was because of people like Tracy Beans with a Z and her bullshit amateur YouTube channel. In fact, on December 4th, 2016, a feeble jackass fuckwit named Edgar Madison Welch drove from North Carolina to Washington, D.C. with an AR-16 rifle that he definitely should not have been allowed to purchase. Yeah. How was he not on a list? I mean, because they're clearly not listening to all of our emails or, you know, recording all of our texts, as everyone fears. He busted into the pizza place and demanded access to the basement so that he could set the children free. Sir, I applaud your drive, but it seems frighteningly misdirected. He fired three shots, but no one was injured. And when he had satisfied himself that there were no children to be saved and no basement to be stormed, he surrendered to police without incident. It ended up being kind of comical, but it could have been so much worse. Oh, yeah. And could be in the future. If this is the caliber of people acting out QAnon's will, as it were, uh, yeah, this could go sideways in a hot second. So Tracy Beans was covering Pizzagate. She was contributing to the mental deterioration of psychos like Edgar Madison Welch when the first Q drop occurs on 4chan. Mm. At this point, it wasn't signed by anyone named Q. It was still fully anonymous. It was just someone who claimed to have Q clearance, and thus it eventually became QAnon. This was the HRC is going to be arrested post that we previously referenced. Gotcha. Two moderators from 4chan named Coleman Rogers and Paul Ferber, aka Pamphlet Anon and Baruch the Scribe. Can you believe these are the caliber of human beings? Like you said, just really, these are the people who are whipping millions into a cult-like frenzy, just... You can't make this stuff up. This No one would buy it if you were like, well, if clearly Tom, they would. <laughs> I know, but Tom Clancy, he could not base one of his spy thrillers on Tracy Beans and Baruch the Scribe and Danger Wiener. Like, you can't start with that as a credible foundation. I'm pretty sure he could write in the entire globe-hopping spy thriller and his editor would be like, um... Do you want the good news or the bad news? Plot's pretty solid. <laughs> I have some notes. <laughs> oh, so they contacted Tracy Beans and asked if she'd be interested in exploring the Q conspiracy on her YouTube channel. This was just a marriage of convenience. It was a mutually beneficial relationship. Tracy would promote Q, which in turn would build all of their followings. Six days after the initial Q post, Diaz released her first video with the title, Is It Happening? <laughs> Clearly not. I guess that was a rhetorical question because it's a pretty fucking obvious answer to that. <laughs> pretty sure anyone who spells their name Beans with a Z can't spell rhetorical, so we'll just move on. Fair. She explained to her viewers that she was going to be following the Q posts, quote, just in case this stuff turns out to be legit, because honestly, it kind of seems legit. Again, solid reasoning from the group of Beans, Baruch, and 
Parchment or whatever the hell his name was in Wiener kind of seems legit is how all legitimate information is verified. Of course. Pretty sure that's how George Bush delivered his top secret information regarding Iraq's weapons of mass destruction. <laughs> I got past these notes. Kind of seems legit. Beans with a Z became the first Q interpreter, breaking down and decoding the so-called breadcrumbs or clues from Q drops. Initially, Q made that prediction that didn't come true, but he learned his lesson really quick and started just putting out breadcrumbs or puzzles. Basically, all Q drops now are just questions, and I'll explain how that works. So he learned his lesson and never put a date out. <laughs> he did. He's put out plenty of stuff that didn't happen, and he knows he can get away with it, but right now he's trying to just lead people to their own conclusions. Gotcha. So Rogers, Ferber, and Diaz knew that they had a limited audience on 4chan, so they decided to move to the relatively larger playing field of Reddit. They created the Reddit community CBTS, which stands for Calm Before the Storm. Hmm. This is one of those common phrases and code words within QAnon. It comes from a comment from Donald Trump. On Thursday, October 5th, 2017, Trump organized a photo op at a dinner with a bunch of military leaders. At one point, he said, quote, maybe it's the calm before the storm. Could be the calm, the calm before the storm. When reporters asked him about the meaning of storm, his response was, you'll find out. And then he went back to tweeting on the toilet. <laughs> Meanwhile, the QAnon drops were still happening exclusively on 4chan. They were just being discussed and interpreted and disseminated on these other sites. But Q subsequently migrated from 4chan to 8chan. And there are tons of theories about why this happened. But the most likely scenario is that Q was booted off 4chan for attracting too much negative attention and was looking for a new place to go when the owner of 8chan saw an opportunity, swooped in, and took over the conspiracy. He started posting in 8chan as Q. And of course, the original Q and a bunch of supporters cried foul. But what could they do? Whoever was originally posting as Q couldn't out himself without admitting that he didn't have Q clearance, wasn't working for the government, that it was all a hoax. And without access to 4chan and his Q account, all he could do was impotently rage on the sidelines as the conspiracy moved on without him. The common belief is that Ferber, the scribe Baruch the scribe guy, was originally behind the first Q posts. Huh. Q was then kicked off 4chan. So this is most likely when the owner of 8chan took over. Jim Watkins is the man believed to be behind the current incarnation of Q. Hmm. He is a pig farmer in the Philippines. That's awesome. True story. He was originally from Seattle, Washington. He attended a computer training school when he joined the military, and he used that training to create various uncensored porn websites that could be visited by Japanese consumers, sans pixelation. As one does with your education. Full resolution dongs are like gold in Japan. Because you can't see dicks. I get that. I've seen some Japanese porn, and I'm always just sort of confused. Like, why is that? Okay. Watson relocated to Manila in 2001. As of now, his whereabouts are actually unknown. He may be back in America. No word on what's going on with his pigs. <laughs> and at this point, the conventional wisdom makes it pretty clear that, as mentioned, this porn-peddling pig farmer is behind the most insidious conspiracy theory in the world. There are a few huge clues indicating that Watson is currently acting as Q. First off, as owner of the board, he can view and correspond with any user. So at the very least, it would be reasonable to assume that he is in contact with Q, but he has never admitted it. He denies knowing anything about the situation, which is fucking bonkers. Right. Q drops are the biggest draw to his board. They're the force behind all of his ad revenue. Right. And he publicly supports the Q conspiracy and says that he has reason to believe it's legitimate. 
Watkins also happens to be a huge Trump supporter. And it just so happens that all of his beliefs align perfectly with the conspiracy theory. Hmm. He sells Q merchandise and established a super PAC to pursue conservative political goals. In 2019, in the wake of multiple incidents of gun violence perpetrated by posters on 8chan, the website was essentially banished from the web. It reemerged as 8kun, now hosted by a Russian company that is basically immune to takedown requests. Right. And earlier this year, it was conclusively demonstrated that 8kun was sharing the same IP address with QMAP, one of the largest websites on the internet when it comes to disseminating Q drops. So Watkins controls the website hosting Q and the network disseminating Q posts. None of this is conclusive proof, but it is pretty damning. And the consensus right now is that Watkins clearly is behind Q. Right. And does not have Q level clearance. So let's cover some basic questions. Yes, please. How do we even know that these Q drops are coming from the same person? 4chan and 8kun are anonymous internet boards. If you're scrolling through these very bare bones, retro looking sites, every post is anonymous. Mm -hmm. Or at least it seems that way. In reality, behind the scenes, the websites are logging IP addresses and assigning every user a trip code or an identifying hash code that can be used to verify whether posts are coming from the same IP address. Mm -hmm. So we can be reasonably sure that all of the Q drops are coming from the same account. Okay. Qlingo. You've probably heard some of this. WWG1WGA. Where we go one, we go all. It's a dumb acronym for a dumber, meaningless saying that implies some type of solidarity among psychos. <laughs> because according to them, where one Anon goes, all the Anons go, and yet the rest of us are the sheeple. Got it. Alice in Wonderland. That's uh, Hillary Clinton. Really? I don't know why. Just a random condescending insult. Not even condescending. Like she was, Isn't she sort of the hero of the... Of the... Nervous? I mean, she's kind of wandering aimlessly. Oh, yeah. Things happen to her. I don't know if she's... She doesn't have any agency in that story. Got it. Hillary Clinton, or HRC, for her full name, obviously Hillary Rodham Clinton, is public enemy number one to QAnon. You'll see HRC all over the place. They are still crossing their fingers and toes that at some point they'll get to lock her up. And the world will all be better. Good luck with that. Yeah. ARM, the anti-Trump resistance movement... That's normal humans. Oh, oh, okay. I was like, I, I didn't know there was, can, can I join this? Where do, where do I go? Is there a sign up, please? You're already, whether you like it or not, part of the ARM, according to them. Sweet. It's like a suppressive person in Scientology. It's like, it's the enemy. Thinking Just, people. Yeah. Got it. Do your research. <laughs> you'll hear this constantly anytime you question the craziness of one of these conspiracy theories this is why you can't prove anything is wrong if you say there's no big feet on the moon they'll just tell you like don't be lazy do your research it often goes hand in hand with know your facts which is the most ironic rebuttal to being accused of being a conspiracy theorist I could not agree more, and I think it's hilarious. It's fascinating. So I recently read an article from a video game designer explaining the appeal of QAnon. Mm. Our brains reward us with dopamine when we solve a puzzle or come to a satisfying conclusion on our own or seemingly on our own. And the Q-drops play into this brain reward system. We get the benefit of the dopamine kick from solving a puzzle as well as the complete assurance that our conclusion is correct because we figured it out ourselves. Which usually when I figure something, quote unquote, figure something out for myself, I doubt those the most. I'm like, I figured this out for myself. 
I got to go ask Shane and a few other actually educated people and maybe check this around. You're a critical thinker, so sure, you probably question a lot of things, and that's a good thing to do. But once you have come to that conclusion, Mm -hmm. whether it was through asking other people and them confirming you're crazy or whatever it is, you feel like you generated it yourself. And if anyone questions that belief, that person is questioning a part of you. It becomes a core belief. That person is not attacking your belief. That person is attacking you. So when somebody from the QAnon you know, experience says to you, do your research, what they're essentially saying is get infected. Watch enough Looney Tunes on YouTube or whatever and come up with this seed of, of knowledge that you think is right. And then you'll be crazy just like me. Again, it's a deflection. They're saying... Right. I can't justify this with facts, so I'm not going to engage. That's just a a bad faith argument. Okay. A lot of people wonder how someone came up with such a ridiculous conspiracy. Well, most likely Q didn't. QAnon is basically a choose-your-own-adventure. It's a collaboration between Q and the believers. So as mentioned, our brains are wired to seek out patterns. We'll find patterns even when they don't exist. Mm-hmm. This game designer in this article, which is linked in the show notes described how he once created a video game that was supposed to lead the player along a set path via clues. And at one point in the game, there were some pieces of wood on the ground that seemed to form an arrow pointing at a wall. It was totally random. He hadn't intentionally arranged the sticks that way, but players became fixated on these sticks, and it thoroughly derailed the game. (laughs) They spent all their time inspecting this wall, totally oblivious to the actual path, because their brain was telling them that they had found something important. When game studios are testing games, they will often take cues from the players and rework parts of the game to incorporate those types of elements. Right. So if players are determined to follow the sticks, a game designer might just go with it and put a hidden compartment in the wall. Right. Like you press the wall, it opens up and you get a prize. And that's exactly what Q is probably doing. It's impossible to know how much of the Q mythos was explicitly created by whoever is behind Q and how much of it is fan fiction. Hmm. We talked about how the mythology of the Bible has been hijacked and co-opted by people interpreting it, and that's essentially what's happening here. When the interpreters start unraveling these ridiculous supposed clues, Q is paying attention. And he or she or them, they incorporate all of that into this growing mythology. So basically they're just paying attention and writing the book just a few pages ahead of the crazies. Writing the book a few pages behind the crazies, incorporating what the crazies said, and confirming the conclusion that the crazies have come to. Huh. Okay. So he'll put out, for instance, here's a cue drop. What happens when too many people don't buy what they are selling? What happens when too many people wake up? What happens when they lose control of the digital battlefield? Okay. I give up. What, yeah. <laughs> what happens? Apparently, that's for us to decide. Uh, Answers are for sheeple. Wow. So... Then the QAnon people receive these questions and they start looking. They'll search Donald Trump's tweets and see if any of these words are included in Donald Trump's tweets. They'll look for phrases being repeated by Sidney Powell or anyone in the, quote, deep state, maybe. And then they start assigning meaning. And then you have a few luminaries within the QAnon universe who are the people that a lot of them look to. And once they've come up with a definitive idea of what this meant, they'll put that out. And if Q decides that that's a good enough explanation, he will then incorporate that and start moving in that direction. So again, and his next question will somehow reflect will this? Will somehow reflect that turn in the conspiracy theory. Wow. 
It's, that is lunacy. It's pretty amazing. It is yeah. like an organic collaboration. It sounds like, honestly, it sounds a bit like jazz. Yeah. It's improvisational. Yeah. And Q is really taking advantage of this because a lot of the recent Q drops and breadcrumbs are clearly just gibberish. Q knows that the rabid fan base will spin gold out of any tangled yarn. <laughs> Q could drop a recipe for gingerbread cookies, and within 15 minutes, the cult would be convinced that ginger refers to Trump's orange complexion, sugar is code for Democrats eating sweet little children, and the oven would be some kind of convoluted Holocaust reference in which Trump is going to torch the deep state. Okay, because every cult leader that I've ever, like, quote-unquote, researched or listened to on Time Suck with Dan Cummins, they always have justification. They always have things that they say. They have actual verbiage that they use. They reference. They they do stuff. If this guy is just asking questions, that's not Q-level clearance being acted out and exposed. That's just some dude who read a friggin' fortune cookie and just was like, you will meet a stranger today. No shit. I think of it as like astrology. Okay. It's like you get your f morning reading and then you map onto that whatever meaning you want. Right? All right. Fair enough. I also like my fortune cookie thing though. Big Farmer's just cracking open fortune cookies all over whatever country's in it. <laughs> yeah. Say. And today's cue drop is... Yep. He's got those magnetic words on the fridge and he's just <laughs> rearranging them. Nice. And that's your cue drop. Nice. So is there any evidence that Donald Trump's loss is actually going to sink the conspiracy? No. <laughs> Thanks for keeping me in the suspense. As we discussed, they have been through this before. Q claimed, for instance, that there would be a mass suicide of cabal members on February 10th, 2018. Nope. Learn from that mistake. A smoking gun for Hillary Clinton's arrest would emerge in November. There would be a London bombing in February 2018. Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey would be forced out. Mark Zuckerberg would flee the country, etc. Just there's always something crazy that's going to happen next week. <laughs> Tune in next week. Additionally, the Q drops often include random strings of numbers and letters for adherents to attempt to decode. Cryptology experts have concluded that there is no rhyme or reason to these strings of characters. They are just red herrings for the masses to puzzle over. That's awesome. Like he could basically just be scanning the numbers and letters at like the bottom of a concert ticket from 1973 or whatever. And just be like putting that up there and be like, good luck, fuckers. It could be the back of your fortune cookie that you were talking about. Nice. This is lottery. Oh, see, I've anything. cracked the code. I know. It's fortune cookies. In the beginning, Q would occasionally try to defend some of the false predictions and nonsense, saying things like, some disinformation is necessary. So he actually did own up in the beginning to like, uh, <laughs> he just said, I have to lie to you for your own well-being. Makes total sense. You know, because if I told you, I'd have to kill you. But it's... I have to find you. <laughs> And you'd have to find me. This is Q-level knowledge. This would blow some minds. Yeah. Not everyone can handle... This is way more than T-level knowledge. This isn't <laughs> V-level knowledge. That actually, that's further along the alphabet. I was going to say. The point is that Q is not going anywhere, nor are the believers. They are going to double down. And when Biden becomes president... You know, it, it's definitely going to be interesting to see whether QAnon tries to reframe itself as a movement of victims rather than the triumphant last line of defense against satanic pedophiles. Cults really tend to flourish as underdogs. Right. So there is a possibility that they will say Donald Trump somehow was defeated and now we must take up the mantle of the fight. 
but I don't see it because Donald Trump is so interwoven and so tied to their idea of success. He's a god to them. Right. And you can't keep worshiping a fallen god. So it's going to be interesting. They are going to lose people for sure. I've seen you can follow the comments on some of these posts. Mm. So as like one of these guys will be giving his spiel, they'll do like a video chat and you can see the comments coming up. And a lot of them are really sort of desperate and sad, just people saying, you've led us astray. It's I don't believe you anymore. A lot of them are having a crisis of faith right now. I would feel bad for them if they, you know, had actually demonstrated any vague reminiscence of critical thinking to begin with. But, you know, I would feel bad for them, except that it's going to, I think, get worse because they've defined themselves as winners because Donald Trump defines himself as a winner. Despite all evidence to the contrary. <laughs> but they tend to close ranks and cling to each other when they feel attacked or when they lose. That's what cults do. Right. Like, it's us against the world. Because a lot of experts are predicting that after Trump is out of power, the Q cult will begin consolidating. The movement will be losing some people, but the ones who remain will be the most extreme. Right. And it's already happening. They're being pushed out of Facebook and Twitter and social media onto sites like Parler and apps like Gab where they're surrounded by only other hardcore Q-peeps. The crazy is being distilled. Right. Now, you, you distill enough crazy like that, I, I begin to wonder, and this is the member we brought this up at the beginning, are there any militias that are Q followers? There are definitely militias that are Q-adjacent. Hmm. So even the Proud Boys are believers that Donald Trump is this amazing savior guy. There is so much overlap between all these different conspiracies. There are definitely people who are believers in Q that probably don't believe that the satanic cabal of pedophiles is drinking blood mm. and adrenochrome, but they still believe that there's a deep state and that Donald Trump is up against it. So there are degrees of Q craziness, mm -hmm. and it just depends on how far you've gone down the rabbit hole. But that's what makes Q so insidious is that you can sort of it's like a sample platter. You can take what you like from it and be a crazy person and not have to necessarily adhere to all the other crazy. And that allows them to also adjust the nonsense as it goes forward, because you took a little of this platter. You might put that little platter back and then pick up something from the next platter as this platter got a little got a little salty. <laughs> Oh, I'm not really a fan of the adrenochrome platter. I'm, I'm going to actually just go with the deep state platter. It's, it's more filling. Yeah. I want some deep fried pedophile mm. instead of my adrenochrome. Yeah. And lastly, I think it's really important to acknowledge the role of coronavirus in the sudden meteoric rise in QAnon activity. Bored people equals crazy people. People who otherwise might have been mildly susceptible but weren't previously exposed to the conspiracy. Suddenly they have all the time in the world to go down internet rabbit holes I've experienced doom scrolling myself. I do plenty of freaking out and obsessing over what's going on in the news. Mm -hmm. I just happen to be going to more reputable sites. But boy, I've been listening to this stuff and it starts to infect your brain. I, you know, I'm going to have to detox from all my little Q research <laughs> after this because, man, it's a scary, crazy time. I recommend books and video games. Disengaging is important, I think. Yeah. But. I want to be informed if I'm going to be voting. So I do have to kind of, quote, do my research. And I do think it's important to stay abreast of what's going on in the world. But you're right. There's absolutely a line. So at least for the foreseeable future, the conspiracy that has become a legitimate cult is here to stay. And 
I just look forward to the time when we can reclaim the letter Q. That pisses me off. They have stolen Q from us. If you see just a Q on Twitter or anywhere else, like you know what it is. Fuck you. You don't get Q. <laughs> I love, that. I love I, the English major part of you. It's like, like, fuck you. Give me my letter back. It's like Microsoft with their damn X's. You don't get to claim a letter. 126 the alphabet. If you want a symbol for your cult, just learn some Adobe Illustrator. Hire a graphic designer. How lazy are you that you steal a fucking letter? Come fucking up with hire a, a calligraphist. Yeah. Just say, draw me a cool symbol. Prince me. Prince me. Turn me. Yeah. <laughs> At least Prince found a freaking symbol. He could have just claimed P. Yeah. Sound weird. <laughs> that sounds like phrase. a Donald Trump thing. Yeah. <laughs> he... Maybe an R. Kelly thing, but. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there was the supposed P-tape. And uh, that finally is kind of one of the things that we have to acknowledge as well, is that the liberals have done this shit too. And there was this conspiracy over a P-tape that went on forever. Everyone's, so many liberals still think that there's a Russian P-tape of Donald Trump getting urinated on in a hotel room, which, come on. And Donald Trump wasn't actually in cahoots with Russia. He's not smart enough to be a fucking Russian operative. No he bumbles around life. Doesn't know what he's doing. No Russian uh, uh, secret service, no agency would trust Trump with dick. With his own dick. Like, it's not, it's not going to happen. Which supposedly is very small and looks like a mushroom. And, oh, okay. And that's not a conspiracy. That's, according to someone who's seen it, Stormy Daniels. And the left needs to understand that, yes, Donald Trump's dick is small and looks like a mushroom. That is true. But there is no P-tape. We need to be able to separate the facts from the fiction. Right. And also, if that's the best you got, who gives a shit? Like, okay, yeah. he got peed on. Who fucking cares? Like, you could see true. a video of that on Pornhub. No one cares. Yeah, that's not disqualifying for a president. If I no. found out that my favorite candidate had been peed on, I would be like, TMI. How does he feel about healthcare? Like, right. I give zero fucks <laughs> about what he does in the bedroom. That shouldn't be a qualifying or disqualifying factor. Yeah. And so we do, on either side of the aisle, need to just stop the fucking madness. I don't have any hope that that's going to happen. But I think after January 20th, there will be a mass exodus from this cult. I really hope Bigfoot gets a big hit. Uh, and, and Nessie, we could use more believers in Nessie. Yeah. Go go take your conspiracy crazy over there. Like There are conspiracies support. that need you. Yes. They, they are <laughs> languishing. They are starved for attention. They're full lockers of big feet that are neglected in, in the forests <laughs> in California and beyond. And, I mean, let's just be honest. Area 51 hasn't had a good cookout outside of it in at least six months. Right. What about the aliens? Come on now. We're so focused on pedophiles. There are aliens to look into. There are Nessies. There are all kinds of things. You guys find another hobby. So, QAnon. QAnon. Um, yeah. And this will probably be our 52nd episode. If not, it'll be our 53rd. It's going to be one of those. And uh, so either way, it's going to be past the year mark. Yes, indeed. It's a big deal. So thank all of you, no matter what. Obviously, please do rep, rate, review. But no matter what, Shane and I want to thank you from the bottom of our black, stony little hearts. You guys have made this amazing. You made it something way bigger than we ever thought it would be. We really appreciate the hell out of it. It's been a crazy year. Yes. And this has really helped us get through. I haven't been doing comedy. I haven't been working and so this has really provided 
a great outlet. The best part of it is the interactions with fans and listeners. And so we need that to continue. So you guys keep rating, repping, and reviewing and keep contacting us with ideas. We got a whole slate of new 2021 episodes coming up. And I'm excited to get into some of these topics and I want more. I'm, I'm right there with you. Maybe we can do a Christmas, you know, Insomniac's inbox. If any of you guys have crazy Christmas stories or something you want to hear, let us know. But yeah, we're here for you. And as always, and for years to come, knowledge is power. Sleep is overrated.